Hello and welcome to a special edition of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X. Mike Salmon with you. And today we are doing our show from Eastside Medical Center in Snailville, Georgia. And today we're going to focus on Eastside Urgent Care. The three guests we have with us today are Trent Lind, the Chief Executive Officer with Eastside Medical Center. Heather Avery is the VP of Business Development and Dr. Navreet Panu is Director of Operations for Eastside Urgent Care. Thank you all for joining us today. And Trent, let me start with you as the CEO. Let's talk a little bit about Eastside Urgent Care and how this network has grown over the years. Thanks for the opportunity, Mike. And uh, we really do appreciate uh, our partnership with Business Radio X and all that we do together together to, to get the message out across our community. When it comes to our Eastside Urgent Care Network, uh, this was a vision that was laid uh, out there five years ago, five plus years ago. And the concept really was is for Eastside to partner with an urgent care leader in the market. That's uh, through a, actually an entity called Smart Care, develop the brand Eastside Urgent Care in that partnership. And really the, the idea that behind it was we need to get out in the community in a deeper way. Uh, one, to offer more care to our community. Uh, we you know, see upwards of 75,000 visits in our ERs. Uh, every year and so we knew there was a need and demand out there for uh, further care and especially that what we consider episodic care uh, and so uh, and a lot of times at a lower level of episodic care and so your your typical uh, lacerations uh, maybe a you know common cold those kinds of things and so that was recognized uh, early on and so uh, the other aspect of this so also was the vision of getting more access points out in our community that we served in those areas those markets of our community that uh, we serve but maybe didn't have a facility in those areas and so we were specific and uh, really strategic about uh, identifying those locations and so now you fast forward five years and we have across the uh, the market our sixth location went up in stone mountain just this past uh, couple weeks ago started seeing patients last week for drive up covid testing and we'll be seeing patients for urgent care uh, visits here in the next few weeks and so uh, really excited about that, but that's our sixth location. We started uh, on Sugarloaf in Lawrenceville as our first location, opened up a location in Lilburn. Following that, we identified a location in Grayson, uh, then in Loganville, and I'm sure I'm missing one, uh, Centerville. There it is. Centerville was another location, and then now Stone Mountain. And so really, we're out there uh, in the community, uh, hopefully uh, a shorter drive, closer by our patients, so they can more easily access care. And I can tell you that COVID has taken a whole new twist, if you will, uh, around our strategy uh, and, and really uh, made it that much more apparent that our strategy was maybe a little bit revolutionary and ahead of our time in regards to the needs our community has. And especially when it comes to COVID, uh, not only our ability to treat patients who um, have symptoms of COVID, but also to test those patients and confirm whether or not they're positive and for them to be able to take those precautions and not travel far from home to, to, to have that uh, those results uh, provided for them and so it's really become a really true community asset i can tell you our first day that stone mountain was open as one example uh just for drive up COVID testing we had over a hundred patients uh come through on that first day so just really staggering amazing uh to see uh the amount of uh, demand that's out there for for our uh, for the needs of, uh, of our urgent cares Wow. Well, first of all, congratulations. You passed the test. You got all the locations named. As you spread your tentacles across the community, are there pockets that you feel like maybe you are not reaching just yet that you may look into in the future? Is there anything you can share about that? Or are we getting too far ahead of ourselves and don't want to break any secrets here? A little st strategery, huh? All right. I like it. So, uh, no, good question. 
uh, we're always looking at uh, how we can further expand and again be out in the community in a deeper way. Um, there's areas uh, like Swanee and Duluth uh, that we recognize are, are areas that we serve. Other areas uh, out towards the west of us that uh, as you get pushed past uh, Stone Mountain, uh, where large pockets of our patients come from. And so really for us, it's uh, it's a pretty easy equation. It's our ability to look at our landscape and patient population and where those patients come from and then just recognize is there a demand and a need uh, in those areas and so the the evolution of uh, Eastside urgent care is actually uh, gone beyond urgent care now and so we're actually offering family care which is uh, those maybe chronic conditions or follow-up care that a patient would need when they see us for an episodic need in the urgent care they can now at our Lilburn location uh, schedule an appointment for follow-up care we've got a, a doctor out there now uh, miles sharp who uh, has recently joined us as part of that network. And the, the idea there is, and the reason I bring that up is not only are we looking for ways to uh, expand our urgent care footprint, but also can we expand our footprint from a family care perspective? And so it'll open up doors where we recognize new markets that we need to be in uh, to better serve our community. And uh, so, so more to come there uh, on the strategic front. Is that a real word? Did we just make that up? Hey, President Bush said it, so we're, we're going to say it's a real word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Heather, let me ask you this next question. What's the benefit for patients in choosing to visit an east side urgent care compared to another location? Yeah, good question and one that we're proud of, actually. Um, so as Trent spoke to the multiple locations that we have within our five and ten mile radius, it's all about convenience convenient quality care being part of a larger healthcare system. So at all of our urgent care locations, patients are going to receive quality care, but they're also going to receive the benefit of a referral network of specialists and relationships that our providers and our urgent care locations have with a network of specialists um, and a referral specialist that's going to help to really navigate them through that appointment scheduling and hand them off to the specialist. So convenient care, number one. But then, you know, we talk about patient satisfaction scores, something that we're very proud of. And we measure patient satisfaction by net promoter score within our urgent care network, which is net promoter score is used by many other Fortune 500 companies. And, and Eastside Urgent Care has a, has a net promoter score that's substantially above the average nationally for urgent care locations. So we've got quick wait times. Most patients on average are, are their wait time before their appointment starts in the waiting room, of course, is on average about 17 minutes. Um, but door to door from the time they hit the front door to on their way home, it's an average of 56 minutes. So in less than an hour, they're in, they're out. It's a really quick turnaround time. And so we're very proud of that, and it's something that Dr. Panu and the entire team work very hard at, and our patients are very happy with it. So for all of those reasons, our patients are, are willing and more than willing, really, to recommend Eastside Urgent Care to all their family and friends, and that makes us proud. Well, Dr. Panu, let me ask you this. It sounds like that the level of care that you can get at the urgent centers is just as quality, as high as you can get here at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Would that be a true statement? Yes. It's time. I think the difference here is going to be more uh, in the sense that it's minor things. For example, you know, you're going to come in for a cough cold, like Heather mentioned, or you're going to come in for a simple, uh, you know, you need your refill or anything like that. So compared, that's what you're looking at. The time there is going to be less. Wait time, quicker in and out, you know, so the... Uh, comparison there is going to be minor here uh, at urgent cares and then of course more complicated cases more there you know some things that we can't handle as an urgent care um, hospital takes care of that so it's a 
a continuity of care that's that what com comes into it because we have uh, people who are coming in who might just uh, come in for a cough and a cold but their you know their blood pressure might be really too high or something and they didn't know or anything like that so if they needed to go to the ER if they need a referral to a specialist or even don't have a primary care at that point then that's what um, helps uh, with continuity of care we can get them we can refer them and they can be seen right away um, we uh, make sure the referral center make sure that their insurances are being uh, that we take their insurances uh, everything is covered so uh, that combination I think is a big help um, to patients coming in so it sounds like there are many Eastside medical centers yes. spread out among the community <laughs> let me ask you this the big word of course in 2020 and going into 2021 is pivot Mm -hmm. We all either love that word or dread that word, I guess. So let me ask you, how have your urgent care providers pivoted during the last year to provide care to our local community during this pandemic? Every one of our providers have been instrumental in getting and actually being the first ones to be in line to get have p patients tested. Um, as soon as we got our testing available to us, PCR testing was the first one that came out. So um, as soon as we were able to get our supplies at our clinics, we started our uh, inside clinic also. But at that point in the beginning, a lot of people were kind of scared to come in into the clinic. You know, um, you've heard of it. You don't know too much about it. You don't want to go where all the sick people are going. So to make it easier for everyone, uh, we started drive-through testing. Um, we actually had two locations. We started with our Lilburn location in May, and then in June we opened our Loganville location. So we had drive-through starting in May um, from I think mid-May or so um, for all of our community. Uh, whoever needed to, there was no appointment needed, so you could come in anytime. We were open Monday through Sunday, seven days a week, um, almost. I think uh, we had some different time changes, but almost eight to five, eight to six every day. And it started out as um, just slowly, uh, people didn't know much about it at that time. I mean, who have heard of drive-through testing before this year? But it kind of got caught on. Uh, it was easier. It was quicker. It was also um, kind of you could stay in your car so you're not exposed. Your exposure level is really low um, compared to if you had to come into the clinic or somewhere else to get tested. So that was a big step uh, our providers took uh, coming out of the clinics um, out on the, you know, in the parking lot and uh, being okay with that, offering that and uh, getting tested. When rapid uh, splice came out. That's another test that we started in end of August. Um, that was also kind of, I think that was also a first um, for us. We, we have rapid different testing before, but not COVID rapid testing. Um, so that started in August and it uh, was available. We started slowly, but we had it available to all at all our clinics. And um, I think that was, uh, again, all our providers and all our non-provider staff was really instrumental in stepping up and uh, making sure that uh, you know they took they helped everyone who came in. Even though with shortages of supplies during the summer months and everything, we kind of you know powered through it. Let me just be clear on a couple things. So you have a couple locations offering the drive-up testing, or all the locations. Only uh, so in during the summer we had it at our Lilburn and Loganville location. Okay. Currently we only have it at our Stone Mountain location. Okay, and is it available all the time at that location or uh, only certain hours? Monday through Friday, okay. nine to four. Okay, I just wanted to be clear. Yeah. And let me ask you this because a lot of people may be asking. You hear about COVID nineteen testing and now rapid testing. I, is there a difference, or is just everything now rapid testing because it seems like that would be 
testing 2.0, that would be the better way to go if it's quicker. Yes. So there is a difference because there's a difference uh, in the type of test uh, that uh, these two are. You have both. PCR is the one that actually gets sent to the lab. Um, it's more DNA type of testing versus uh, rapid, which is more antigen testing. It's not uh, the sensitivity level is not as high as a PCR would be. So your accuracy goes down depending on the time frame. If you have uh, exposure, uh, maybe within two days or so, Antigen, which is a rapid test, is really accurate between two to six to seven days uh, of exposure. So if you get it at that time, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have a better. I, I would say that it's a, if it's a positive, it's a hundred percent positive, and if it's a negative, it's a lower. You know, so that that's what what it meant by the sensitivity. Whereas PCR, PCR is good for any time. You can there is no um, time limit. It, it can be if you two days after exposure, five days after exposure, 10 days after exposure, it is, it's more accurate than the uh, rapid antigen test is. For elderly folks, should they get the regular COVID testing as opposed to the rapid testing? It, it would depend on the time frame. So if okay. you thought that you were exposed five days ago, six days ago, I would recommend getting a PCR. If you if you were exposed two days ago and uh, you you think you uh, want to get tested, then I would recommend rapid at that point. Okay, so so you, you've got to learn a little history about the patient, yes. so you can decide which test would be the better way to go. Yes. Okay. Now, if somebody wants to get tested, you said no appointment necessary. Just drive up, and they can be tested. Yes, for PCR for our drive up uh, at our Stone Mountain, there's no appointment necessary on that. Trent earlier was talking about 100 tests or so the first day of the, the new, one of the new locations. How many tests do you believe you've given with, through Eastside Medical Center so far? For the urgent cares, um, I think we have about 15,000 or so in the rapid testing and about 25,000 or so with the PCR testing. So starting from May, once the beginning of when we started testing to up till now, it's about that number. Trina, any idea on an update as far as testing here at the main campus in the hospital? When we talk about the main campus, uh, a lot of times, uh, and it's and it's good to see, I think patients are gravitating towards an urgent care type environment. If it's just low suspect uh, suspicion of exposure or mild symptoms, uh, a lot of times what we're seeing in the hospital, whether via EMS transport or, or walk-in, are patients that are seeing more significant symptoms. And, and a lot of times those patients convert into inpatients. Uh, I don't have the full number on the number of tests we've performed here. I do know that uh, we hit a mark today where we've discharged more than a thousand patients uh, who've been COVID positive and have, have stayed with us uh, here for a period of time. And so uh, that's a pretty big watermark for us. You know, and, and unfortunately we're in our third surge now uh, and we anticipate that there's gonna be a Christmas surge as well uh, behind this surge right now. Uh, so we're, we're kind of buckling down for the worst case scenario and, and getting our team prepared and, you know, really uh, the challenge is, you know, making sure that we've got uh, uh, got our team ready. They've been through a long, uh, long marathon, we call it. Uh, this is not a sprint. This right. is a you know, nine month going into 10 months of uh, a long battle. And so we, there's light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccinations that we're, we're, are underway now. Uh, and uh, so I think that brings a a shed of uh, or an optimism, I guess, then sheds optimism on the organization. But still, um, we still got a long battle ahead of us until we get to a point where there's that herd immunity, uh, where enough people are vaccinated uh, that we'll be in a situation where we don't have to wear these masks every day. 
Speaking of the vaccination, can patients feel assured that the staff and the people on the front lines taking care of them have been vaccinated? Well, we're in the middle of it now. Okay. So, um, you know, so right now uh, we're in this first tier of vaccinations, uh, which focus first on our frontline caregivers, uh, especially really prioritized for those that are uh, managing COVID patients on a daily basis, both physicians and staff. Um, and then we're that started to tear out. Now we're, we're uh, vaccinating all of our employees. Uh, and so that for me, for example, I've had my first shot and I'm going to have my second shot on Friday. Uh, which will put me at 100% vaccinated at that point. But but that's uh, kind of the cycle. And then we're also vaccinating our volunteers, uh, et cetera. So really focused on our internal folks until we go out to the community here in the near future with tier two. But all that to be said, uh, our, our patients should feel safe. We're wearing uh, all the appropriate precautionary PPE and, and we'll continue to do that uh, until we're past this pandemic. Even for uh, our folks that have been vaccinated, they'll also uh, continue to uh, to wear PPE appropriately uh, throughout a patient's stay. Heather, you have the new location in Stone Mountain that we've talked about. Tell us more about that location and what makes that location unique. Yeah, so our Stone Mountain location is actually our sixth location, um, but it's our second in our 10-mile perimeter. So as Trent kind of told the, the history of Eastside Urgent Care and how this all rolled out, we started with a five-mile perimeter strategy and then moved to a 10-mile. And so the Stone Mountain location is the second in the 10-mile perimeter. And we have had that location in mind actually since January of 2020. That community is just uh, very underserved when it comes to all things um, access to health care and so we identified that community need and targeted that area for urgent care long ago. Interestingly when we went to look at this location back in January of 2020 it was a former PNC bank and so there's a there's a bank teller drive through at the location and we had joked as a team hey we could do you know drive through flu vaccines and we just got a good laugh out of that not really knowing um, that that was exactly the prediction for the year and what was to come and so now we have drive through at that location kind of talking about how we can maybe use the tube system not for actual samples but other things you know um so it's it's unique and and we've had an overwhelming response from the community out there and their support of the location folks driving by um, throughout construction asking about it when's it going to be open and then as soon as we did open that drive-through folks lined up so the key is to find vacant former bank locations and that's where you're going to expand to. It's a great model. It works very well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, Trent, there's another exciting addition to one of your Eastside Urgent Care locations, and that's the Lilburn location, which has added a new family care component as of this month. Tell us a little bit about that and the new services that this addition will provide to the patients. Yeah, so I mentioned uh, previously uh, our addition of family care, and so we're really excited about uh, this addition. Uh, we had a, a physician who's been on staff here for years, Dr. Miles Sharp. Uh, he is a well-recognized family uh, doctor in the, in the area. And uh, the idea there was um, we knew we had uh, great locations from an urgent care perspective uh, where patients could receive this episodic care where they're coming in for uh, you know minor uh, illness or injury and be served and but there was not a really a, a good follow-up mechanism for those patients and so when dr sharp uh, expressed his interest in uh, joining our our network of care uh, from an urgent care perspective uh, we had already developed a 
an office connected to our Lilburn location, which was going to be dedicated for family care. And so that's for follow-up care so that if a patient comes in and they don't have an assigned primary care provider or family doc, or if they um, uh, just, just really want to have some follow-up care with the Eastside family, they can be part of that. And so we've, uh, we've already seen a great response uh, with Dr. Sharp. Uh, again, he's a great individual, a fantastic physician. And for him, even better, uh, the location's closer to home for him. So uh, just a side benefit, but uh, but no, we've been excited to add this feature. And w- the plan is going forward that we'll be ident- identifying similar opportunities at our, our, our other locations and uh, uh, really evaluating the need for family care, uh, that family care model in those markets. And so uh, more to come, but excited to get this off the ground. It's been a vision of ours for th- five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so finally to have it off the ground is really exciting. And, uh, to have a provider like Dr. Sharp, who's so well-respected in the community, you couldn't ask for a better start. And what's the word that we're going to use for now on as we expand? Strategery. Strategery. <laughs> That's great. Well, congratulations to the Eastside Medical Center with the, the new Eastside Urgent Cares as you grow your footprint, because not only is it a win for you, it's a win for the patients as well, as now you're in the communities, easier, more access for the patients as well. As we uh, wrap up the show, uh, Dr. Navreet Panu, final thoughts and closing thoughts were, as, as Trent said, we're not out of the woods, but maybe we could kind of start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but we still want people to, of course, be very smart when it comes to hygiene and everything, but uh, parting words as we wrap up the show i think there were, it was on the news today uh, one of the articles they're saying even with vaccination out there herd immunity is probably not going to happen maybe till the end of this year or so so we still have quite a lot of months to go and keeping that in mind please everyone should wear their mask everyone social distance wash your hands that is the best method we have seen so far to make sure that you know we keep ourselves and our community safe so Yes, keep doing that. So Heather, as we get your final thoughts as well, something that uh, doctor brought up was herd immunity. It's a term that we're hearing all the time, but some folks may not know what that means. Can you give us a easy definition, please? Sure, I'll do my best here. So herd immunity is actually just when, when the population reaches a critical mass of around 70% of the population being vaccinated to eradicate the virus. So once we can reach that critical mass, as Dr. Panu mentioned, hopefully by the fall or the end of 2021, we will reach that herd immunity. Thank you, Heather. And and finally, Trent, just your final thoughts as we continue to battle COVID-19. Yeah, you know, again, I think having a light at the end of the tunnel is something that uh, our team, our staff, our leaders, uh, patients in the community, community members are all rallying around, uh, recognizing that we're we're far from over with this battle. Um, we got to continue to uh, do our part uh, to continue to protect ourselves and protect our loved ones. Um, but also at the same time, you know, we encourage the vaccination. So I know there's a lot of questions with the vaccine right now uh, and concerns. We've seen just really tremendous results here in the hospital, limited reaction uh, from those that have received the vaccine. Um, even though there was a shorter time frame that this vaccine was able to be uh, tested and studied, um, there was the largest population of individuals that were ever part of a study like this. So there's a lot of good science and uh, behind it. So I would say um, with so much of the, maybe you call maybe the fake news or the noise that's out there, you know, I would do your research and I would encourage you to, to really evaluate, um, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the research that you're reading, evaluate um, the, 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 the information that you uh, are getting online or 
wherever you may get your information and make sure that you're uh, finding accurate sources to, to, to guide you in your decision making. Because at the end of the day, as you heard from Heather, unless we get to a, that critical mass of uh, herd immunity, um, we're going to be in the same uh, position we are today. And I don't think anybody wants to be in that position. Uh, we really want to be able to get back to a normal life. And you know, even this new norm in 2021 doesn't feel very normal. So we want to get back to the true norm. Absolutely. All right. I want to thank our guests for joining us today on this very special edition of our Eastside Medical Center episode of Gwinnett Business Radio, focusing on Eastside Urgent Care. Thank you to Trent Lind, the CEO of Eastside Medical Center, and Heather Avery, the VP of Business Development, and Dr. Navreet Panu, Director of Operations for Eastside Urgent Care. A reminder, you can listen to the show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio and clicking on Gwinnett Business Radio. And the show is also available anytime for your enjoyment on any of the podcast apps, including Spotify, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for our producer, Amanda Pierch, I'm Mike Salmon, and this has been Gwinnett Business Radio on Business Radio X.